You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? Welcome into the show today. I am Lucas Smith, host of the Locked On Cardinals podcast. Been doing it for just over 13 months now as we cross the 13-month anniversary of me taking over this show and uh, just over, just about a month, rather, of YouTube episodes coming your way today. Back on YouTube today, so thank you for tuning back in on YouTube if you're doing so. Apologies for not getting one out yesterday, uh, traveling with Labor Day and such, but there is an episode out on your favorite podcasting platform yesterday, so be sure to check that out. We are brought to you on this fine Tuesday by rockauto.com. They have amazing selection and reliably low prices for everybody. Check them out at rockauto.com. It's been kind of a a rough couple days for St. Louis Cardinal fans with a shutout loss on Saturday, a devastating walk-off loss on Sunday, and then a just shut-down performance by the opposing pitcher in Mad Max Scherzer yesterday on Monday on Labor Day. And the Cardinals still don't know as of this recording who they will be facing off in today's game against the Los Angeles Dodgers, but the Cardinals have named their couple starters for the rest of the weekend, assuming they do not switch on Thursday in place of K.K. Campbell. We'll get into all of that on today's episode. We're going to start actually with... With that, as well as get into a little bit of talk about the bullpen and finish up with some Albert Pujols talk, because who doesn't love talking about Albert Pujols, as well as what a reunion might look like. And now that the, that the DH is coming into play and Albert, you know, it seems a little bit more real now that Albert might actually come back, especially with maybe the appeal of having Yai and Wainwright back on the team. So who knows? We'll talk about all that a little bit later on. So we're going to start with kind of a rest of the series preview for, for this series. The Cardinals, again, are, have named their starters. J.A. Happ gets the ball today. He 8-7, 620 ERA, coming off his worst start as a Cardinal. The only thing I can really say about J.A. Happ is, is to fix it, is to be better, and is to not... Uh, pitches poorly as he did against Cincinnati Reds. And when he went one inning, gave up eight hits, seven earned runs, walked two, did not strike out a batter. So he'll be looking to better that performance. And like I mentioned, since he has a left-handed pitcher, and that's who the Cardinal, or that's who um, the Dodgers have been starting Albert Rules against primarily. Willing to bet that you're, we're going to see Albert start today. It was also reported by Dave Roberts, or Dave Roberts said it in a Zoom interview uh, before the game. Uh, in a press conference either on Monday or Sunday, one of the press conferences that Albert would be starting Tuesday and Thursday of this series since they have two left-handers going for the Cardinals, at least as of this time. J.J. Happ, it's a tough lineup to navigate. This is a tall task for the St. Louis Cardinals. There's no question about it, and the schedule doesn't really get that much easier here on out. And again, you could argue that, yes, the Brewers later on might not be playing a lot of their regulars because they have a series, uh, a division most likely wrapped up by that point. You could argue the Reds have been playing really, really poorly recently, so maybe they're not as strong. The Mets maybe still a bunch of competitive teams that are still, whenever the Cardinals play them, other than maybe the Cubs and the Mets are going to be fighting for a playoff spot. Schedule does not get easy as we move throughout this month. So J.A. Happ just has to try and navigate the gauntlet that is the Los Angeles Dodgers lineup. It's not going to be easy. We saw that yesterday with Miles Michaelis on the mound. And again, you could say Miles Michaelis was successful in the fact that he had, um, you know, he, he limited the damage and you want to be positive and all those things. But the, at the end of the day, that, that contract extension still has not lived up to its expectation. I thought that at the time that it was a very early contract extension considering he only had less than, you know, only had one good season with the Cardinals. Other than that, his seasons in the major leagues were, were, were kind of subpar. But anyways, I, I digress. J. Happ. Might be making, you know, 
will be making, in my opinion, one of his last couple starts as a St. Louis Cardinals. This will most likely be his final month as a Redbird. So go out there and make it count. First pitch tonight at 6.45 Central Time. And hopefully the the, the stands are packed because Albert will be coming back today. And again, according to Dave Roberts in a Zoom interview earlier this uh, week, Adam Wainwright gets to go on Wednesday. And how fun would it be if Adam Wainwright got to face Albert Pujols as a pinch hitter? Likely, probably not likely. I understand that. But Albert versus Wainwright, don't think we got to see that in Albert's last return in 2019. To my knowledge, I think it was Waka Hudson, and I can't remember the third starter of that series or if Albert even played, but I know Michael Waka got the start in the first game because I was there, and then he gave up the home run, or hit the home run rather off of Dakota Hudson, who could be on his way back, speaking of Hudson. But I just think it would be super fun if Adam Wainwright could find, or if the Dodgers, rather, could find a way to get Albert to face Adam Wainwright. That would be storybook. I think both players would have a lot of fun with it. I think the fans would really enjoy that. There's really not a lot of positives to that um, to, to that end, except for you know it is double pools, and you you might be setting yourself up for disaster because I doubt that the likelihood of this happening is very little because of the fact that Albert plays almost primarily now against left-handed pitchers, but Wainwright versus Albert Pujols, something that I don't think anybody would have thought of 10, 15 years ago, or even five years ago without the way Wainwright was pitching and the way Albert was regressing. You thought, okay, maybe their careers just won't correlate. Uh, you know, their, their, their paths won't cross, I guess I should say. But a- Albert versus Adam would be just absolutely remarkable. The, the the stories that the stories that the Cardinals have with, with these two guys and the, the amount of history that these two guys have implemented in to their franchise is remarkable. I'll talk a little bit more about that a little bit later on in the show. Uh, but when I, when I talk about Albert and a possible return, but Wainwright looks to continue his success when you're looking at just simply the, the game itself for a 645 first pitch on Wednesday. Looks to continue his success. He has not pitched against the Dodgers this season. So far, Wainwright 14 and 7, 291 ERA in 27 starts, 159 strikeouts, 176 innings. He's got, a, he's got an outside shot at 200 innings. Because you think about it, it's the 7th of September today. So he's probably going to get two, maybe three starts. Four if you're pushing it. Got a couple off days in there, so it might be, might be tough. But an outside shot of 200 innings. And for a 40-year-old Adam Wainwright to give the Cardinals 200 innings, pretty remarkable. Finishing out the series on Thursday. As of right now, according to MLB.com and according to Probables announced earlier uh, for a 12-15 start, it is KK Kim. The likelihood of that seems to have gotten less ever since KK had the really bad start in his most previous start coming off. Um, just a, a tough start. Last couple of starts, really, since his IL uh, stint, which he went one and two-thirds of an inning, gave up seven hits, four and runs against the Milwaukee Brewers. So, And then you, you combine that with the fact that Woodford came in in that start and pitched five and a third shutout innings against the Milwaukee Brewers. You would probably... It's a good bet to say that's going to be switched. And if that is switched, then you got to think, well, maybe Albert doesn't start on Thursday. I'm hoping he gets in more than just the game on Tuesday. Or the game tonight, again, assuming that he does start. His starter's not announced at the time of this recording, Tuesday morning. But we'll see. The, the, the series, it's hard for me to tell you that it's winnable. Even without the Dodgers having their starters announced, it's hard for me to sit here and tell you that the St. Louis Cardinals can go out there and beat the Los Angeles Dodgers. Is it possible? 
I mean, sure, anything's possible. And if the, with the way the starters line up, if Hap rebounds, if Wainwright continues his success, Cardinals find a way to piggyback Kim or Woodford on, on Thursday, then, yeah, maybe you find some success. But this is an awfully good Dodger lineup, even though the Dodgers are currently – they hold the wild card spot. This is a very difficult team, and the difference between the Dodgers and the Cardinals is – quite large even though they are just uh, even though they're both wild card teams I guess is the way um, is the way is the way to put that so um, tough series even with even with with no starters announced you 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 know that it's going to be extremely extremely tough for uh, the St. Louis Cardinals this week so we'll see how it goes not a lot of confidence to be honest with you guys um, could see some good moments gonna be happy to good to see Albert tonight back in Bush that's that's what I'm most likely looking forward to a big reason that there's not a lot of confidence is the fact of the matter that the bullpen has regressed sharply since the second half of the season. So we're going to be talking about that here in segment number two and how the big three, and as somebody pointed out on Twitter, probably shouldn't be called the big three anymore. So we're talking about that here um, in just a moment. But first, I want to tell you about Stat Hero because you are probably one of the 85% of people who play fantasy sports and lose is that really surprising? I mean, 85% doesn't seem that surprising to lose. But now introducing to you Stat Hero. It is the first ever daily fantasy sports book that puts the player in control and winning within reach. And it's pretty simple how it works. Stat Hero shows you their lineup and dares you to beat them, you versus the house, in a head-to-head fantasy matchup. Showing you the winner is something that nobody else does. It's the winner, take all, you name your stakes. You have the advantage you have the every opportunity to beat Stat Hero. You are in total control. It is the way it was meant to be. One on one, you can change the odds. Go to StatHero.com right now and, and sign up for free. StatHero.com slash locked on. You can get three times your money back on your first play. They're giving you 300% match. That is also unheard of. So go to StatHero.com slash locked on. StatHero doing everything they can to. Uh, help you win in fantasy sports. That is stathero.com slash locked on. Let me put it out on Twitter, uh, at Dan Rhino, R-Y-N-O. It says, at Locked on Cardinals, can we agree to stop calling them the big three and then posted these three photos uh, by ERA by month for these starters? Or these bullpen arms. We'll start with Giovanni Gallegos. ERA in April was 245. ERA in May was 165. ERA in June was 164. July 450. August 623. And seven days or six days into September, as we're he's yet to play on the seventh. 13 and a half is his ERA. Not good. We move to Alex Reyes. No ERA in I guess zero ERA in April. Still had an ERA. 1.18 in May. 1.86 in June. 5.4 in July. And six. In August, and then you move to Genesis Cabrera, 2.92 ERA in April, 1.93 in May, 3.27 in June, 7.27 in July, and 7.59 in August. So I commented, I said ERA doesn't make or break a bullpen arm, but there are, you know, definitely have pitched very horribly here in the, in the second half of the season. So let's get into those numbers that aren't just the ERA. And again, thank you to, to Dan Rhino for, for tweeting uh, to the show and, and kind of give me a some some physical concrete context for for today's episode because I was going to talk about the bullpen and this kind of is, is a nice segue into that. But we'll start again with Giovanni Gallegos. This is first half, second half, so pre All Star game and post All Star game. Um, 
for, for him. So, you know, again, not 82 and 82, but first half being before All-Star game, second half being post. Um, he had a 2.72 air rate in the first half. Uh, that is for 38 games, 46 in the third innings, 14 earned runs. And in just 21 of the third innings, Giovanni Gallegos has surrendered 13 runs, 12 earned. So 12 earned in 21 and a third innings compared to 14 earned in 46 and a third innings. ERA has ballooned up to 5.06, and that it doesn't just stop there. Strikeouts per nine, per nine numbers are down. His whip went from 0.7 to 1.35. His strikeout-to-walk ratio went from 5.4 down to 3.83. So just really every number points to the, the, the Cardinal right-hander struggling, and he was the one that I was really the most confident in coming into this season. Um, the 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 other two and Hennessy Cabrera, his, his control wasn't always there. Alex Reyes, you didn't know he was going to get coming back from um from from injury. But with, with Geo, he has been the most consistent out of all the three of these guys coming into the season. And even this season, he has been wild or extremely consistent going into this month and going into the second half. So he was the one I had the most confidence in. You can say it's overused. You can say it's just the players figuring out. I think it's more so him being overused and partly out of necessity early in the season when you didn't really have a lot of guys you trusted in that bullpen and also maybe out of not great bullpen management for Mike Schilt to say the least. So Giovanni Gallegos has struggled in the second half. Let's move on now to the lefty looking at his first half and second half numbers for pre-all-star, post-all-star. First half in 42 games, 41 innings pitched. He gave up 18 earned runs. Batting average, um, excuse me, his whip was 1.4, so not great, but striking out 10.3. And then in the second half in just 18 innings, he has given up nine earned runs for an ERA of four and a half. 16 hits given up. He has walked eight in those 18 innings, whip of 1.3. His numbers also extremely, extremely down. Opponents batting, or opponents slugging, or OPS has also jumped up for Giovanni, or for Hennessy Cabrera, excuse me. But to me, the, the, the biggest one, the, the biggest, I don't know, not, not, not shock per se, but the biggest one that, that I look at is Alex Reyes. He was so dominant in the first half. And again, he was walking his fair share of batters. Don't get me wrong. Um, so it wasn't like he was just... 100% shutting you down because in the first half, he did walk 23 men in 32 and two-thirds of an inning, but it, it's it's gotten worse. Here in the second half, in 20, or excuse me, in, in 18 innings, he has walked 22 batters. Excuse me, 12 batters. 18 innings, 12 batters, so that, that rate is higher. He's walking a lot of batters still, and it not, it's not just the year, right, that has gone up from 1.52 to 6.27. Opponents batting average has jumped up 70 points. His on, opponents on base jumped up 30 points. Slugging jumped up 200 points. OPS, therefore, has jumped up over 200 points. He has given up four home runs in just 22 innings in the second half compared to two home runs and 41 in the third innings in the first half. Those are the, that, That's the big number to me. Reyes is not being able to keep the ball in the ballpark. And when you're a starter... Maybe you can survive a home run early in the game. You can survive a couple solo blasts and still be effective, but not out of the bullpen. Out of the bullpen, home runs absolutely murder you. Just cannot happen out of the bullpen. And Alex Reyes has shown that he can't hit them on the ballpark. He can't not walk anybody. So when your big three have regressed so much, that that puts a toll on the rest of your bullpen. And yes, Luis Garcia and TJ McFarland have stepped up huge. Ryan Helsley was very solid before his injury, uh, before his, you know, back on the IL. Andrew Miller has shown a little bit of positivity, but right now the, the, this bullpen still has, in my opinion, limited amount of options to what you can go to and have complete trust in them. 
I mean, because outside of, of TJ McFarland and Luis Garcia, who do you have complete and utter trust in in terms of, of, of a bullpen arm? Let me know at LJ Fastball at Locked On Cards at, um, on Twitter and Instagram and at Locked On Cards uh, at gmail.com to email. Let me know. Who do you trust most outside of TJ McFarland and Luis Garcia? Because they have been dominant here in the second half, especially lately in the last two or three weeks. They've been more reliable than the old big three. Because at the beginning of the season, boy, oh boy, were the, were the big three the big three indeed. And Henesis Cabrera, Giovanni Gallegos, and Alex Reyes. They were dominant. They were filthy. They have electric stuff and all these different things. But, but now either it's overuse or that they can't control it or whatever it is. They're not the big three anymore. At least, at least not right now. I'm not saying that this, this cuts off the big three for the rest of the rest of their careers. But they could very well rest up this offseason and come back and have a strong 2022. I don't doubt that. But it's just tough to see right now where this team is at. Um, that, where if these guys don't turn it around, then playoff goals get even dimmer than they already are. So credit to Dan Rhino for kind of calling that out, um, saying that, hey, maybe the big three shouldn't be called the big three anymore because it's not just the ERA that has taken a gigantic tick up for these uh, three for, for these three gentlemen. And it sucks because they were extremely, extremely, extremely fun to watch um, play the sport of baseball. So that's going to do it for segment number two. I think that, that that is a big reason, like I mentioned, why the bullpen or why the playoff odds have kind of dwindled here in the last couple days because you thought maybe after a series win against the Reds the momentum was going they could win a series against the Brewers and then the bullpen falters in the third game you you go back to the Pittsburgh series you go back even earlier that in the July to the Cubs series different times over and over again the bullpen has faltered and again you're not going to have a perfect bullpen throughout the entirety of the season I know that but I do think that the the, the bullpen's inability to, to stay strong down the stretch has really hindered the Cardinal ability to, to stay in the playoff hunt. Mathematically, they're in it, but we'll see how it goes. So segment number three, can I give my, my thoughts on the postseason in general? You kind of probably already know what my thoughts are on the Cardinals big of the postseason. And then we're also talking some Albert Pujols and what he might be able to add to this team, if anything, here in 2022. And maybe a reunion could be likely there for the St. Louis Cardinals and the machine, Albert Pujols. But first... Does this sound familiar to you? You've got one device that lets you watch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for the really good stuff. Well, I'm here to tell you that there's a way to get all your entertainment you love without the hassle and finally get your TV together, and that's called Direct TV Stream. It brings your live TV on-demand favorites like together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes, no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That is directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Our key sponsor today is Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's impossible to find the parts from your local chain auto parts store because they can't possibly stock all the parts you'll ever need. That's when you need Rock Auto, because you have access to Rock Auto in your pocket, on your phone, on the go, at home, wherever you're at. So why go somewhere else where somebody else can look it up for you? Save time and money when using Rock Auto. You don't have to spend up to 100% more on the same parts, because rockauto.com has reliably low prices for everyone. 
Everything you need as well from brake parts, tan lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. RockAuto.com has you covered. So go explore that easy-to-use website, RockAuto.com, today and find the solution to your auto park needs. Be sure to hit the box, how did you hear about us, and put locked on so they know that we sent you at RockAuto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts you will ever need. Where's it at? RockAuto.com. The Machine returns to St. Louis for a second time here in uh, since leaving the Cardinals, I should say, second time overall as he will play in the Dodger blue uniform uh, for the Los Angeles Dodgers. He returned back in 2019 as a member of the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. I was at game number one. I think he legged out an infield single in that game or an air. I can't remember what it, what it was called. But I remember that game being kind of storylined by the fact that Michael Waka was starting it. And the Michael Waka, for those of you who don't know, was the compensation pick that the Cardinals drafted whenever they lost Albert Pujols. So Michael Waka was the pick they gained whenever Albert left for L.A. Kind of ironic, kind of poetic, a neat storyline there for Cardinal fans to pay attention to. Michael Waka no longer with the Cardinals, obviously, but still could be a historic matchup if the if he's able to play against Adam Wainwright on Thursday, or Wednesday, excuse me. But nevertheless... According to reports, Albert is going to be starting tonight against the left-hander, J.A. Happ. Can't wait to see the ovation he gets. Because there are still there is still a large contingent of Cardinal fans that either wanted him on the team this year, whenever he got released from the Angels, and or wants him, want him on the team next year. I think that there, there, are, there are a few options, there are a few things to look at to say the Cardinals don't need a bench bat this season. Was he worth the money? Do you, do you really want, in an, in an essence, two Matt Carpenters because one of you know hit okay but can't really field? And yes, Albert has put up good numbers against uh, good num- better numbers than Carpenter. But here's what I'll, what I'll say to why the Cardinals didn't sign him this season. Albert Pujols has a starting spot with the Dodgers when they play left-handed pitchers. That was a severe weakness for them. So they went out and got him. So he's putting up exceptional numbers for his age, for for what he should be doing. Hit some big home runs for him. I don't think that if the Cardinals signed him, excuse me, that they would that he would gotten anywhere close to the number of opportunities. Anywhere, cl- you know, maybe you could say, oh, he would have pinched it every single day, and he would have been able to get Goldschmidt a day off. I'd rather have him than Carpenter. I understand those things, but it just wasn't the right time, wasn't the right fit, in my opinion, for Albert and the Cardinals. It wasn't in the cards, as as they often say for for a pun for the Cardinals, but. Is it in the cards for next year? With a DH, do you want a starting lineup that could feature three 40-year-olds if, when Adam Wainwright starts? Maybe. Maybe you want to platoon the DH. Maybe you sign a left-handed bat uh, to platoon with Albert from the DH position, but you can also start the left-hander more if Albert wants some, some time off. Do you want Albert Pujols to sign with the St. Louis Cardinals in the offseason? I'll ask that question on Twitter and Instagram later today, so be sure to be on the lookout for that at LO underscore Cardinals. No matter what, Albert Pujols has put up some historical numbers in St. Louis. Let, let, let's just take a look at his Cardinal career. Let's just take a look at his Cardinal career that spanned 11 seasons. 1,705 memorable games. He's got 2,073 hits with the St. Louis Cardinals. A 328 batting average, 420 on base, 617 slugging for an OPS of 1,037. His OPS with the Angels and Dodgers nowhere close to that. 
445 home runs. He drove in 100 or 1,329 runs with the Cardinals. Walked 975 times. OPS plus of 170 with the St. Louis Cardinals. Remarkable career. Three MVPs, a Rookie of the Year, Silver Sluggers, All-Star Games. He was an All-Star every single season with St. Louis outside of 2002. And 2011, excuse me. But even in 2011, which many argue was his worst year as a Cardinal, he only led the league and grounded into double plays that year uh, with 29, he was still fifth in the MVP conversation. Could that have been because he was Albert? Maybe. But he also hit 37 home runs, drove in 99, um, slugs 541, had an OPS of 900. Only three times that Albert Pujols have an OPS less than 900. Or, excuse me, less than 1,000. 955 in 2002. 997 in 2007, and 906 in 2011. Numbers are remarkable for Albert Pujols. A reunion would not mean that he's going to go put up those numbers, and I'm not saying anybody actually expects him to put anything remotely to those numbers. But I, I, I just think the only way that a reunion happens is if a DH comes to the National League, which I think it will, and... It can't be every day, because even now, I do not think Albert Pujols is an everyday player. Yes, with the Dodgers, his numbers have been up average. His on-base is up. His slugging is up. He's slugging 479 in 69 games for for the Los Angeles Dodgers, 165 at-bats, 178 plate appearances. Don't get me wrong. Those are great numbers for his age. But do I see him putting those numbers up over the course of 162? No. His last really solid full season, you know, was all the way, you know, you could argue that he, you know, he's had 23 home runs, 19, 23. He hasn't hit more than 23 home runs since 2016, and he hit 31 home runs there. Got 16 home runs this year. That's great. I'm not saying he, he can't produce. I'm not saying he's going to put up terrible numbers. I am just kind of saying that we... We can't expect him to put up solid numbers throughout the course of 162. So in my mind, as I think about it right now, on September 7th of 2021, the only way I see a reunion looking possible is if he's a DH and a part-time DH at that. But what a send-off it would be for Albert, Yachty, and Wainwright to ride off into the sunset together. Take out the baseball, take out the business. From a fan perspective, that would be remarkable. That would be amazing if that were to happen. The fan in me 110% wants that. That would be a wonderful way to end your career uh, for all three of those guys. Will it happen? Remains to be seen. I'll let, uh, be sure to give you an opportunity to let me know your thoughts. If you don't have a social media, email me. already got a couple different mailbags um, lined up for a possible mailbag episode coming up uh, in the next week or so. Uh, so thank you to the people who have already emailed me. Be sure to get back to there. So email me, and we'll talk about it. That'll do it for today's show. Cardinals have a very tough series this week against the Dodgers. I don't see the Cardinals winning. I, in my opinion, and I'm much more of a, uh, an optimist than a pessimist, as those listeners who listen for a long time know, the best-case scenario, in my opinion, is a split. I do not see the Cardinals winning three in a row. Just realistically, I just don't. 
going to be tough against the Dodgers because they are one of the best teams, not only in the National League, but they are a World Series favorite and one of the best teams in all of Major League Baseball. So now that you've listened to Locked on Cardinals, go make some money by listening to Locked on Bets. Be sure to tune back tomorrow when I recap tonight's game. Hopefully, best case scenario tonight, Albert hits a home run, but the Cardinals still win um, for the uh, Tuesday night's game. But until I talk to you guys tomorrow, be sure to stay safe, stay well, and have a fantastic rest of your day.